0: Welcome to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, presented by Easton's new ultra micro diameter injection arrows. Injection utilizes the new Deep Six standard for more big game penetration than ever before. Learn more about the injection today at www.eastonarchery.com. Now here's your host of Peterson's Bowhunting Radio, editor Christian Berg.
1: Welcome back to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio. We are the voice of bowhunting. As always, we're glad that you've taken some time to be with us today. We are down uh, right now in Nicholasville, Kentucky, recording a show on location from our first hunt of the year. We're down here chasing early season whitetails at Whitetail Heaven Outfitters. And I'm here with Tevis McCauley, who's the owner of Whitetail Heaven, and Nate Murnack from Cabela's Outdoor Adventures. Guys, thanks for being on uh, Bowhunting Radio.
2: Absolutely. We're glad to be here. We're glad you're here with us. Appreciate it, Christian.
1: Uh, Nate, let's start with you, uh, because you're sort of the reason I'm here. Um, You know, Kentucky, uh, this is the land of the giants anymore. I mean, there's maybe some other states that historically have had, you know, reputation as the place to kill a big buck. But uh, nobody's producing more big deer, you know, on a, a per you know square mile or per hunter basis than, than Kentucky uh, and you you got me turned on to this place. Uh, how long have you been hunting down here and uh, how did Cabela's Outdoor Adventures get uh, hooked up with Whitetail Heaven?
0: Uh, that's a great question you know we, we take a lot of time and an and effort to go through and do a lot of research throughout uh, all the states in the United States to try to find the best ne- next uh, Whitetail destination and um, it's no secret anymore it used to be a sleeper state but that term can't be used anymore for Kentucky And uh, when we started digging in and and really looking for uh, good whitetail destinations, you know, we leveraged uh, some other species as well uh, to find these uh, folks. And like Tevis, he had a great eastern turkey population around here. And to be honest with you, I was really in some need for uh, some good turkey hunting. And uh, nothing stronger than another customer referral. And I had some customers, uh, mutual customers of Tevis and and I, and um, it, it you know, talking to them uh, one day, they just they came up with, "Hey, you ought to visit with Tevis down at Wait Till Heaven if you're looking for some good Eastern turkey hunting." And I picked up the phone, called Tevis, and I remember the day like it was yesterday. He was out there researching new properties, and uh, wasn't for turkeys though. It was for whitetails, mm. and uh, you know, Tevis Tevis takes his whitetail deer hunting pretty seriously. And I and I asked him. I said, you know, in any chance that we could come down and see your operation, we do a, an extensive vetting process at Outdoor Adventures to make sure that we experience exactly what our customers could experience uh, at the at on location. Um, and Tevis was more than accommodating and and made it down there actually that October, during. Whitetail season. So So you made
1: the sacrifice. I did,
0: I did. I made the sacrifice. But it was it was an outstanding time. Um actually hit the the timing just right. Tevis, remember we hit a cold front just right, and and um, your your pre or your early season hunting was done. You had a great early season that year, and I remember you put me in a couple stands that week just to give me a taste of what whitetail heaven can produce from a whitetail perspective. But um, much like the deer hunting I experienced in October, uh, I saw plenty of turkeys, and I knew you know between the the cooking that Hannah does and and uh, the service that his guides produce that this would be a great fit for outdoor adventures.
1: Yeah, and you had told me I remember when you invited me on this hunt I talked to you a little bit uh, and you had said uh, really one of the biggest whitetails that you ever saw in your life you had seen when you came and visited here before (laughs) right
0: October 10th I won't forget that date anytime soon Uh, the night before on the 9th um, the cold front had just hit and Tevis put me uh, behind the lodge here and and said you know we've got some pretty good deer that are coming out and hitting us alfalfa and um, he put me in, in a little bit of an observation stand that quickly turned into uh, not an observation stand but a, a potential stand to actually shoot a really great deer and had a beautiful eight point walkout out that night and, and was very very happy with that experience um, but the next morning is honestly when boy I, I did I, it's the biggest deer to this date that I've ever seen on the hoof that would gross over 200 inches and if I'm not mistaken he probably had a 12 made it maybe a 12 to 16 inch drop time but uh, had him at 49 yards and just couldn't close the deal. He didn't give me a, a a good shot. But thank goodness, you know, um, there there were clients in camp later on that year. I think they had another opportunity at him, and and that deer's been part of many people's dreams and memories. So
1: that's awesome. So Travis, you've been, I think somebody said you've been outfitting down here for over 20 years. Is that right?
2: Close to it, I, actually. Uh, actually, Christian, I've been doing this for 14 years uh, okay. here in Central Kentucky.
1: And what have you seen? during that time in terms of you know the quality of the hunting and just the the, um, the knowledge that people have
2: about kentucky hunting there's been a huge change since i first started carrying uh, clients to the woods um, back in 2002 to now um, over the past five years there has been a drastic change matter of fact over the past five years Kentucky has became the hottest whitetail destination in the world um, dating back to 2011 when Kentucky put more booners in the books than any other state in the country. And then in 2012, they got knotted barely and uh, ran second. And then in 2013 and 2014, Kentucky once again... Produce more, uh, you know, Boone and Crockett scoring bucks than any other state in the country. And when you look at that, that's huge because Kentucky's a smaller state than most of its competitors. And you can eliminate the whole eastern half of Kentucky, and really they're killing all those Booners from the central part of the state to the western part of the state. So if you did it for a per square mile basis, they're just they have their, you know a huge foothold on all the competition, and uh, over the past 10 years, Kentucky's been killing more booners per square mile than any other state in the country, but now they're, they're killing more um, booners than anywheres, and you know that's really, and obviously with uh, all the data out there these days, in, in the Boone and the Booner Crockett record books, a lot of people have recognized that, and, and Nate's right. Kentucky was a sleeper state there for a few years, but no longer is. Um, our phone rings off the hook, and there's, there's a huge demand for people wanting to come hunt Kentucky nowadays. The licenses are right over the counter, easy to get, and uh, matter of fact, five miles from where we're sitting right here right now is where the state record, um, you know, non-typical buck was harvested. Um, so we're blessed. We're very fortunate. That's really helped our business, just a key location. You know, we're, we're in the heart of some of the best whitetail hunting in the world. And uh, not only that, we have 25,000 acres, over 25,000 acres right here. And that's just really helped our, our business.
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you what's been surprising to me. Um, well, First, what's not surprising—we're on. Well, today's the fourth day of the hunt, so we've hunted three, three evenings so far, and I think everyone's pretty much seen at least one—you know—really good deer. And we've had uh, three or four really good deer come into camp already. Some, uh, some gi- giant eight-pointer that was like a 170-inch eight-pointer. Uh, a couple really nice ten pointers and a, and a neat non-typical buck that uh, that one of the guys was able to take. Just a really unique animal. So there's been some great deer. But uh, when when you take us out and we go out to these stands and farms, one thing that I've been doing after I get settled into my stand and, and stop sweating a little bit, I've been looking and just calling up the aerial on my phone to get a better idea because you don't really know you know what's around you and I mean you could be in in Illinois or Iowa or Missouri you look at these river bottoms that he's got here the drainages the agriculture the beans the cornfields and all these little fingers of woods um, I mean you could take any one of those maps and it'd be like you're in you're in any of those midwestern states so it might surprise people you know to, to, the habitat is very similar um, what do you attribute obviously you've got the good habitat maybe maybe even milder winters than some of those other states that are a little further up north. Um, What what makes this such a great place for big bucks? Is it the fact that the the pressure is controlled? Or what do you think is the key of of why so many big ones are coming out of here?
2: I think we got to take our hats off to our Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife. They've done such a great job managing our herd. Unlike Illinois, you know, Kentucky only allows you to harvest one buck. You know, in Illinois you can shoot two. I think that that's, we have a huge upper hand there. Um, they've done such a fantastic job managing our herd. And, they, and Kentucky's cut up into four different zones and they do a great job there. Um, zone one being the highest deer density on down to zone four being the lowest deer density. And they manage those zones based upon deer population and then they allow, they set their doe limits. Like in your zone four counties, sometimes you can't even harvest a doe. Um, and in your zone one counties, you're allowed to harvest as many does as you would like. So they've really done a great job keeping the buck to doe ratio pretty even, and they've done an excellent job in the fact that they only allow you to harvest one buck. So any of the locals, whenever they shoot a buck, it's going to be an old buck. And a key factor to growing Boone and Crockett whitetails is you, you've got to let that deer reach an age where it's going to have those kind of, that kind of a rack. And nutrition is very important, and you hit on that, you know, the beans and the corn, alfalfa, the clover, all these high protein food sources really help us get the rack You know for these deer to reach maximum genetic potential. Not only that, but we also plant a lot of other stuff for the deer, and then it's real important not only to have those high protein food sources during the antler growing season, but it's also very important to have the food later in the year. A lot of these farmers are leaving standing corn and standing beans, and then they're cover cropping behind their crops with winter wheat and oats, and then, so these deer, you know, 365 days out of the year have food and uh, we, like you hit on another good point the weather um, you know we have mild summers and very mild winters so these deer aren't stressed they're not losing as much weight as, as a lot of these other nor- northern or midwestern states are the winters aren't nearly as harsh and uh, you know so that's another key factor the age and then also the genetics you know kentucky has some of the most best genetics in the world you know they have killed the fifth biggest uh, typical buck in the world um, you know it was a 205 inch uh, typical deer which netted 205 inches which is incredible so age genetics nutrition and the fact of the low pressure you hit on that as well um, you know Kentucky don't have a whole lot of hunters you know people come and hunt here opening day they go to the gas station and they're like man where's all the hunters they don't see them whereas when you go to these other states they go in the gas station there's this orange everywhere's hunters everywhere's um, Kentucky don't have them, um, especially in the central part of the state right here where we're at. It's really, really hard to get permission. There's not really another outfitter in this region of the state. All the, all my competitions in the western part of the state because it's a lot easier to get permission, um, and that's really where a lot of people think they need to go. But we're hunting the, uh, the number one current Booner counties within the state of Kentucky right here where we're at. The state record typical and the state record non-typical were both taken right here in central Kentucky.
1: And yeah, and you guys have, like you said, you've got 25,000 acres, I don't know how many farms, you must have a few dozen, yeah. and uh, you kind of divided your farms into tiers so that when you have a clients come in, depending on their own, you know, desires, as well as, uh, you know, just different opportunities that you can offer, you kind of divide a farm, either a, a 130 or 140 or a 150 farm, so you got some some farms where you know you got a deer just at the 130 level and and that you know is fine to take and then other places where you manage it for maybe
2: a little higher level of trophy right Christian that's right and that's another key factor is uh, having antler restrictions not allowing our clients to shoot just any buck that steps out Um, and one thing that we've done we 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 implemented the 130 inch minimum a long time ago Uh, I remember when I first started guiding hunters uh, trophy hunting's changed over the past 14 years obviously as well back then you know when we first started you could go out there and shoot whatever you wanted you wouldn't believe how many people shot these four six small eights and they were tickled to death but uh, the trophy hunter has changed nowadays a guy wants to go out there and he wants to shoot a really big mature whitetail and that's what we're trying to do so what we've done is we've taken all of our acreage and uh, depending upon where the property is how much acreage we have in that area Um, Do our neighbors hunt? Do our neighbors not hunt? Do we own the property? Based upon a lot of those factors, um, we put a 130 inch minimum, 140 inch minimum, or a 150 inch minimum on the farm. We have farms that we don't allow anybody to harvest a buck off of unless he's over 150 inches because a lot of our clients have asked for that. We've had guys that have hunted with us since we've been in business and they've shot a lot of these 130s, 140s, and 150s, 160s. And they just, you know, they kind of climb the ladder and they raise their sights every year. So we've set up these 150 inch farms for these guys that aren't gonna shoot a buck unless he's over 150 inches. And it's really helped us. Now now these farms I've noticed, now this this policy we didn't put in place until last year. So this is only the second year that we've done this, but from the jump on these farms, we didn't allow anybody to shoot a 130 or 140 on last year, made it a 150 butter. Those farms this year, I can already tell a huge improvement, but in two or three years, those 150 inch minimum farms are just gonna be dynamite. I mean, they're gonna be some of the best properties best whitetail hunting properties, you know, anywheres, you know, yeah. that you can find.
1: And uh, last question on the hunting, and then I want to go back over to, to Nate for a little bit more about the facilities here and the exp- the overall experience, but a uh, couple things. Well, first of all, you know, talk about your, your focus on bow hunting, because you guys are really set up for bow hunters here, and then the lengthier archery season i mean we're here in the first week of september having a chance to take bucks in velvet and i think that you know i could come back here all the way well into the winter and and, and chase deer in, into the new year so I'll talk a little bit about the bow hunting and the opportunities that are available there
2: yeah christian you're right kentucky does have a, a very long bow season of course uh, kentucky's bow season opens a lot a lot earlier than uh, any of your other big whitetail states um, here, in, here in Kentucky, matter of fact, of the bucks, most of the bucks that have hit the ground this week are in full velvet. That's an opportunity you're not going to get anywhere else where there's huge whitetails really. Um, so you get that in Kentucky. The, the, the archery season in the state of Kentucky always opens the first Saturday in September and it always runs through about the third week in January. So we have a really long postseason. season. Kentucky has a very short firearm season and the majority of the, across the state, the majority of the state of Kentucky only has a 10-day rifle season. Um, right here where we're at, it's a little bit longer because their density is a little higher. Um, it's about 14 or 15 days. So because the, the rifle season, the firearm season is so short, um, you know, we have to be set up for bow hunters um, because the majority of our season is for archery. So we've done that. Um, you know, we really, really kind of just really try to focus on our sets, being that the bow hunters are going to be sitting in them. Um, don't get me wrong, we do some rifle hunting, but uh, we do a lot of bow hunting. The season, you know, runs, like I told you, a really long time, but um you know, of course, you know you bow hunt on the rut, you on the early season or the late season, and you really can't go wrong as long as you get some good weather.
1: Great, and you know, Nate, we'd really be, we'd be crazy to try and talk about Whitetail Heaven without talking about the lodge and the food. Uh, Tevis's wife Hannah is uh, is an awesome chef and. I've probably gained five pounds in the last three
2: days. (laughs) Um, Nate's gained more than that. But,
1: But, uh, I mean, talk to me about, you know, your impression of the facilities here, and then just what you guys try to provide through Cabela's Outdoor Adventures, because you're... You know, you're taking customers and and sending them, you know, not just here, but to places around the country, and what kind of standards you guys have, and the experience that you want to deliver to your clients.
0: Absolutely, you know, one of the first things me and my team of consultants can do is is, um, you know, we check out a lot of references before we go on the road and and get in camp with these outfitters. But um, when we're there, you know, we're there to to just really make sure that. Um, we got a grasp on what what does that outfitter control? What can they control? Um, We can't force a turkey or a white-tailed deer to walk by your stand. I can't control the weather. Tavis can't control the weather. But um, what they can control is the experience, the atmosphere in camp. Um, and, and the guides are a big part of that as well. You know, you talk about the great cooking here with Hannah and, and the accommodations, five-star. Um, but you start talking about the relationships you form with these guides, and, and they really do care. They want you to be successful. Uh, those are the things we really dig into and look at, even even beyond – Beyond that piece is if somebody does get a trophy down, how are they treating the trophy? And are they passionate or do they have some compassion for the the guy who who did hit one and didn't recover? And I'm telling you, these guys are hunters through and through. They get it. Well,
1: I mean, yeah. not to interrupt, but a great example, you know, Dave shot that nice non-typical the other night. And they just, for whatever reason, they had a little trouble finding that deer. They went out the next morning and he said, he told me, he said, those guys were literally 300 yards from his stand on their hands and knees, crawling through thickets. Now they ended up finding the deer right out on the edge of the bean field, like 100 (laughs) yards from the stand. But the point is, yeah, absolutely. I mean, those guys were 100% committed. recovering that animal and they weren't afraid to you know do whatever it took that's right i think
0: that's so important too is is when we send a client somewhere there's a lot of trust between us and that outfitter and there there's uh you know that outfitter's got their own brand to uphold but when you attach cabelas to it we're 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 really serious about making sure we connect our brand with the right folks and and uh tevis is 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 uh, not an exception to that with his operation here. They do a phenomenal job. Um, you know, like you know, Christian, our services don't cost our, our clients any more than booking direct with an outfitter, and that's why it has to come to a really good relationship with guys like Tevis and till Heaven in particular to make sure that we're all on the same page, and, and he knows that we're here to vet the right out the right clients, too, for his operation. Um, just as much as it is going out there and finding the next best destination, we have to make sure we send the right clients to the right outfitters uh, and make that alignment, you know, whether it's trophy quality, uh, you know, pocketbook uh, issues that they may have. They may be only have a certain budget a year. Uh, to go out and do that, or maybe they don 't want a five star lodge and they want a, a tent camp or something like that we 're there to listen to these clients and make sure we line them up with um, the right outfitter first and foremost, and then go out there and have the outfitter control the controllables and let the hunt or fishing trip take take its place but we 're very very fortunate um, to to run into outfitters like tevis and, and and like I said a lot of these a lot of our best referrals come from uh you know common customers that we have or even other outfitters you know Tevis is is a very stand up guy and and um has referred us to other outfitters around around the nation to say hey you want another outfit that looks kind of like me and operates like me here's here's yeah. a couple more so we're very very lucky to have those relationships
1: well i certainly appreciate the invitation i've been very uh you know impressed with everything here and uh the the deer hunting is top notch and you know still hoping to get that that crack but <laughs> like you said you can't control the hunting but it's all the ingredients are here and you know as a bow hunter both of you guys it's Uh, there's no guarantees in this game, you know, and that's kind of what makes it special. But uh, as far as for opportunity and, you know, being in the right place, this is certainly one of those right places. Real quick before we wrap it up, Tevis, if people want more information about Whitetail Heaven, uh, where can they find that?
2: Yeah, we have several uh, destinations on the web where people can look us up. Um, You know, deerhuntingkentucky.com, deerhuntingkentucky.net. And then a lot of people follow us on Facebook. Uh, if you're looking for some updated uh, information, if you want to keep up with our season, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash whitetailheaven. We share a lot of trail cam pics on there, and, and as well as just kind of keep people updated on how, how the camp's rolling and if we're being successful, not being successful, what the weather's looking like and uh, all that good stuff. And, of course, if you're looking for a great hunt, you know these guys at uh, Cabela's Outdoor Adventures. Yeah, you know, they, they they do all the homework for you, so you can always contact them as well.
1: Yeah, and you guys obviously, Nate, offer Whitetail Heaven's probably one of hundreds of different operations right. around the world that you guys work with. So if people want to see, you know, all the hunting, fishing, wing shooting. Uh, that's available, where can they go for that?
0: Just simply go to Cabela's Outdoor dot com and we'll line you up with the right consultant and make sure that we can get you to the right destination. It's our pleasure. Um, I think it's, it's outstanding to be connected to a brand like Cabela's. We've been in business for 30 years. Cabela's Outdoor Adventures has. Um, so we've been around for a long time, send thousands of people out in the field and on the water every year. Um, and there's no better day than when we get those client pictures back after their trip, and, and um, or or those testimonials, even if they haven't been successful. So. Pleasure being here with you, Christian. It really is.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. That's great. Uh, I know that people are going to be interested to you know know more about Kentucky and the awesome whitetail hunting down here, and uh, how they can you know get a hold of uh, that opportunity and, and everything else you guys are offering. So, hey, let's hope that we finish this hunt strong. And uh, like you say, we'll have a couple more of those hero shots, and, and Tevis will have those up on the, the Whitetail Heaven Facebook page. That sounds great. Absolutely. Uh, let's thank go you. get them. Yeah, let's get them. <laughs> great. Thanks guys.
0: Thanks for listening to Peterson's Bowhunting Radio presented by Easton's new ultra micro diameter injection arrows. For more information pick up a copy of Peterson's Bowhunting Magazine on newsstands now.